0: This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. All right, guys. So um, we are joined by the uh, one and only Lacey Sturm. Lacey, how are you? I'm great.
1: It's a good day. It's, you know, it's not always sunshiny here in Pennsylvania, but it is today. Oh wow! Okay. So you're in Pennsylvania, not
0: not Texas?
1: No, I don't live in Texas anymore. When I got married, we moved up to Pennsylvania. Wow.
0: Okay, that's a big change. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, uh, Florida.
1: Oh, awesome! I was born in Florida.
0: Yes, ma'am. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Wh- which part?
1: Oh, Homestead.
0: Oh, okay. Um, a little north of you, of uh, West Palm. Okay. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, how do you like? How are you enjoying um, living on the the East Coast? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a change from growing uh, from through your time in Texas.
1: Well, when I moved here, I was about eight months, seven months pregnant, and I was hot, and so it was cold, and I loved it. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Outside in a t shirt, I'm like, "This is so nice and snowing." <laughs> And I was like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> like, I don't know. I've never been pregnant. This is it. <laughs> I hear you.
0: I hear you. How how are you enjoying marriage? I know um, you're you're. I would still. I would say that you're still a new, newlywed because I, I think like the first like one to three years, one to four years. I, I feel like you're newlywed still. Um, well,
1: well, we've been married now eleven years. Really? But, yes, but it's good. I love it. Awesome. The first. I think the hardest year was year two, <laughs> yeah. but um, but it was great to have that hard year because I think we learned so much and good for our kids to have, you know. I mean, I think having kids too makes you have to sort through your problems. Working together makes you have to sort through them even more. I mean, I think most, you know, that typical view of like, oh, he goes to work or we go to our separate jobs and we have time away doesn't work when you're working in the house together all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Deal with your crap. So if you're mad, you're like, I'm going somewhere. But here you're like, I can't go nowhere. I'm stuck on this bus with you.
0: (laughs) I hear you. Um yeah, because I know that you guys do work together uh, work together and you also live together. Um what how do you how did you overcome like your differences like because I mean obviously you're you're a creative type, he's a creative type and you know how did you guys bridge the differences in the
1: gap well we went to counseling <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. I love counseling and I will I will spread the message of counseling <laughs> to everyone I mean I was married when I was 19 and I was divorced when I was 21 and it was a hard um, lesson to learn because I didn't marry thinking I would get divorced I thought you know I mean, I wrote a book about it, the mystery, it's called um, a second book I wrote about just the things I learned before I got married and how actually it talks about how Josh and I met and, uh, and it was very, um, it was very spiritually grounded um, before it was emotionally grounded. And your emotions change with your circumstances, your hormones, you know, your, whether you ate, you know, so they don't really tell you, they're not really a good ground to stand on because it always shifts, you know, especially your feelings, you know, because I mean, now that I have kids, I can say with all confidence, (laughs) I'm looking at my kid going, he's like, this is the worst day ever. And I'm like, it's been five minutes of hard. Of hard things and this day has been awesome you've been laughing and having great you know but he's like he doesn't see us overshadowed you know so yeah. so i can see that in my own life you know I, I make a big deal or i only see the bad when there's so much you know so counseling really helps because when somebody there's a third party in the room and you're saying that thing yeah you realize i talk a little different when there's somebody in the room yeah definitely. um or when they they think the counselor will sort of drag you into being real and then you're like mm-hmm. I just said that and you're like and then he says it and you hear him differently when somebody else is there you're like wow I didn't realize that hurt you or I didn't realize that was so crappy the way I said that or I was just such a jerk <laughs> yeah. I, love yeah.
0: I agree yeah I mean you sometimes you're you really aren't cognizant of how you say something or how you react to something and it's I mean learning somebody the way that you know it's it's no easy feat.
1: <laughs> it's so good though if you can get yeah. through. I mean that that covenant thing that just hanging on that you know I I mean yeah. I don't know. It's it it I mean it makes it's worth it. <laughs> wanna, oh God, <laughs> Which it doesn't. Yeah, it if we can, if we can make it through the love beyond the feelings and emotions is so crazy and deep and real I don't know
0: (laughs) it's It's a different kind of love it is it's much different (laughs) (laughs) you can't
1: tell that story in a two-hour movie I'm sorry (laughs) they don't they don't write about it you gotta live it
0: no they don't they really don't (laughs) I know that you're you're also a mother um tell me how that's changed your life for the better
1: Well, they're cool, (laughs) cool people. Um, Two, seven, and nine. My nine-year-old is a philosopher when he gets quiet. (laughs) He's he's awesome. Um, My seven-year-old is an explorer. My two-year-old is a comedian. And they're so different and so cool. And just getting to know them and recognizing and seeing myself in them in a way it helped it taught me to to love myself in a way that I didn't realize I I didn't realize there were some good things that we have to pass on you know I mean I know there's good things but certain things I didn't know that were there until (laughs) until you know, having somebody to be responsible for just pushed it to the surface. Like, I didn't realize I could be this way or, or feel this way or have this kind of wisdom. I mean, it doesn't come from me. I'm like, I don't know what to say. And I'm just trying to love you. And then all of a sudden the words are coming out and I'm listening to myself. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> so it's, it's good and it's inspiring musically too because I know what I want to scream at my teenage self. You know, I don't have a teenager, but if I think about my teenage self and I know what I want to scream at her and be like, listen, don't believe those lies, you know,
0: yeah.
1: and I hear myself kind of telling that message to my, 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 nine-year-old who can get caught up on one thing. And, and I'm like, you know, it's going to be okay. You can, you can overcome this, you know, yeah. you can do it. You're stronger than you think you are. You're not that fragile.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You
1: know,
0: yeah, it's um, you know, I'm not a a father yet, but um, I, you know, I've heard from so many people that um, when you when you have those experiences and and the things that have happened to you in your life, you can impart that wisdom to your children so that um, so that their life may be easier in a lot of ways, or that they don't have to endure some of the things that you know you went through as a parent. Um, I know that your story I mean your story is so is, is powerful um, I actually you probably don't remember me but um, this would have been like 2000 uh, 2003 2004 um, I, um, I I was uh, doing college radio and I, I met you at a um, at a at a music um, at a concert that was in Denver and you um, you you and your band your uh, flyleaf um, you prayed pray for me and i thought it was I, I didn't really understand like the ins and outs of christianity and 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 i guess i was i was like in a lot of ways i was a baby christian um or, or a new convert and it just was it was so powerful and your your testimony really rocked me and i think it's i mean where I'm going with that is that I think that your your kids are in like really, really good hands because Oh help me. Yeah, you have powerful testimony. And- help
1: me, Lord. Yeah. Bless them. Uh, you know those. those I I agree. Okay, I receive that. I <laughs> <laughs> receive it. Oh,
0: is it tough? Yeah. I, I know that you still you still uh, tour. Um is it is it tough touring now that you have kids? And now that you are married?
1: You know, we don't realize as touring musicians, how much authority and decision making we have, like the freedom we have to make decisions and to say, if I'm gonna tour, this is what it needs to be. You know, that we, I've seen a lot of families fall apart on the road. I've seen a lot of kids that don't know their parents on the road, you know, um, that come and visit randomly. And I don't really, I I remember thinking when we first decided to tour, well, if we were to tour, this is what I would want. I would want to make sure that this was in order and balanced and for my kids. And there was some kind of consistency there for them. Um, And so we worked to make that happen. And actually, I feel like we do better on the road sometimes because we're all, Because of the schedule is set, and so we have a show, and we have uh, the daytime, and we know when our free time is, and we have a simpler. We have things are simpler. Like you don't have as much stuff. You just have a backpack for your school, and you have you know doing homeschool. You have a bag, a suitcase for clothes. You have you live out a suitcase. It's very simplified. You know. And then what do you do for fun? You know, you have a few books and a few toys or you, or games, you know, card games or whatever. And you go to the zoo and it just, to have a simpler life gives you more margin in your life to be able to, um, to relax in your brain.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's
1: days when we drive all day and then we just lay in bed and watch movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> it's
1: fun. But it. If you don't think intentionally about it, it can be stressful. You can say, well, I we only have this much time till the next show, so I got to make sure I do this. Da, 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 da. And that's just, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in this season of my life to strive for success in that area. I'm, if I'm striving for anything, it's to make sure my kids know right from wrong. They know what's good and what's not good for their heart, you know? And so that's probably the biggest focus. If they're good, I can do anything (laughs) i can write a million songs and do a million shows um it's when i'm not sure whether they're good that i struggle um there was one time where i mean i'll tell you a little story um my three-year-old he has a gift from god i think of it's a it's a it's a feeling gift it's a empathy but um it's also it's a prophetic gift of feeling because he, I think he has a gift to heal people who have emotional problems. Because I've seen him do this even as a child. Somebody, he will go to the problem kid who's having issues with his parent without any prompting, and he'll talk to them and they'll get better. <laughs> and I noticed wow. that that's pretty amazing because he has issues sometimes getting over emotional or whatever. And so, um, I didn't know that about him until we went on tour. And uh, we were going on tour, and we were on this tour, and it was really dark. The band we were playing with was not did not like Christianity. Did not like, and um, they didn't really like us. I think we, they were just kind of using us to bring people to the show, yeah. which is fine with me. I mean, I I was glad to be out with them, especially if they don't like Christians because I used to be a hateful atheist, and I know what that's like, you know. <laughs> and I and I loved the band, you know. Um. Um. So I got it. Um, but the the crowd they drew was really dark. And we draw a dark crowd too, just that struggle with mental health issues, you know, and um, particularly suicide, self-harm, depression, self-hate. Um, and so there was one time we pulled up and I can feel too. I have that same gift. I feel sometimes. And we went into the city and I could feel it immediately in the city. Sometimes when you go into cities from city to city, you can start to feel the weight Correct. in the city. And so I went in and I, I felt, as soon as we crossed the line, I felt the weight of three things. I felt depression, suicide, and um, self, self-hate, the self suicide, and self-harm. All three of those things when we went in the city. And I didn't say anything. I'm just, it's normal to me to feel those things. Um, and so I'm just praying for the, the show and for the kids and for, you know, the people that are going to come to the show. and uh, And my son has Um, he's doing something and I correct him just really slight, just say, don't do that. As soon as I do that, he pitches the biggest fit, screams and and gets really upset. And I, and I tell him, you need to go to your bunk. And if you're going to have that, you know, attitude, so he goes, he's still flailing around and screaming. And I go back there and he is saying, he doesn't want to live. And he's scratching his arm on his, on his toy box. He's three. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and immediately, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I, but I, it's like I, I heard myself say, this is not your feelings. This is the feeling you get from the people that are at the show tonight. There are kids here who don't love themselves, that don't want to live, and that hurt themselves like you're hurting them. And God has given you a gift to pray. And as soon as you pray for them, because if you don't know how they feel, then you don't know how to pray, right. you know? Right you don't if it gives you love for somebody when you know how they feel so he felt that and he starts crying and he said little three-year-old hands, jesus bless those people to know you love them that they don't need to die and that not to hate themselves and not want to die amen that was it just this tiny little three-year-old prayer and it was over wipes his tears he's like i feel better moves on and that never happened again that was the only time i curl up in my bunk and i just start crying. Like, what? I'm like, why am I bringing my kids on the road? Like, I didn't go home. Like, what am I doing? I'm so mad at myself, you know, I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, he just learned something and I just learned something, you know, we don't always realize sometimes we pick up because we're like antennas, you know, we have eyes and ears and nose and smell and, you know, we get that, those senses, but we don't get that spiritual sense or that sense in our, you know, that other sense where there's an antenna. And all of a sudden I caught something and I think it's my own thought, but really it's their, what they're thinking. Right, and everybody right. has a little bit of that. We don't know why I just got angry. I'm like in this room, I'm angry at everything. I don't even know why. Yeah. And It's something there. You know, I get sad when I walk into somebody's room and I know that they struggle in there. To be able to know that that's not always your, <laughs> is really powerful yeah. and really um, empowering and healing. If yes. so you can pray, you know, like he's, you know, like, I had an encounter with God on that day. I planned to end my life as an angry atheist. And I and I knew that God was so much more intentional about this life that He's given us. And each person is intentionally here um, for a purpose. And I knew that. And so it shifted me from hatred to love and awe of humanity. <laughs> And I and I and to love the people next to you and to be in awe of them, is um, oh my gosh, I remember you. You
0: don't? Do you really? I didn't have a beard back then.
1: I just remembered you. You were in a line. It yes, was a meet ma'am. and greet line. Yes, it was dark. We were right in front of the stage.
0: This yes, man, is that right? This yes, man, where?
1: Where? Where were you? Was um, in Florida? I was, or was in, somewhere else?
0: Was, It was in Denver. Um, I had on um.
1: What shirt did you have on? I think I might remember. What is it? It was,
0: um, I feel like it was, like, I had on, like, some blue jeans, some chucks, and I think it was, like, just a black sweater, or it may have been, um...
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think I remember you. You had these sleepy eyes. Yeah. You were just like, I don't know about this. Yeah oh my gosh sure. yes because i just when i started talking about that I just now i just felt that feeling of when i met you of yeah, how oh, much um, of how you have that gift
0: smell.
1: you have a little bit of that gift yeah, that you, i'm talking you, about
0: smell. You told that when, so
1: sometimes you pick up feelings you don't realize they're not yours and thoughts that you don't realize aren't even yours and you take them like they're yours and to be able to say no I, it's not me that hates myself it's this person that feels that way and if i pray they're going to get free this is so awesome yeah. it's great to see you married doing you, you in you this interview morning. wow <laughs> crazy tell that's me, awesome uh,
0: tell me about it <laughs> um, so you um i mean you you've you've been all over and you've met you know so many different people and has there ever been a time where it's been hard for you to pray for somebody or, you know, because I know you were once an atheist and, and you've got this beautiful testimony, but some people it's like, it's, it's almost like they were put here to test your every nerve. Yeah. How, how do you pray for those people?
1: Well, first of all, I need to ask permission.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> and that's not something I always did. One time I accidentally prayed for somebody without asking well, I do it, I've done it lots of times. But this one particular person, um they were not happy. <laughs> they did not, they did not uh, receive it. And I recognized, oh, that was a little invasive. It's very intimate to pray for somebody. You can't just pray, they don't want prayer, just you know, and so I had to learn the invitation has to be accepted. Um, but it's hard to pray when you're not in the right space and you think that you're the one the truth is we don't have to convince anybody the spirit is the one who does that Mm -hmm. what we have to do is know what we've experienced we're the witness we've seen him he's real he loves all of us and he has us all on the journey we don't know where the journey is for the person but we can look honestly at everyone and know that god has this vision of who they are he knows who they are even if they don't know themselves and to be able to say lord show me who this person is and and immediately when you do that you feel you can feel his love for them you can feel his hope for their life you can feel his this kind of so when when you know you know that that's cheesy my husband thinks this is the cheesiest most horribly made movie but the narnia movies i mean in narnia in narnia they're all kings (laughs) they're all crowned and that is the idea of what it is to know God and to be his kid. You get crowned and you crown others. Like you see he's crowned others. So when I, I respect your crown, I honor your crown and you honor mine. And then we're able to learn from each other and we're able to admonish each other and look like you're a parallel universe of me in that way. Like we split like brothers and sisters. There's, I, I guess what? I just heard today, I'm just getting off topic. That's okay. <laughs> I just heard today there's so many ways we divide ourselves up and we don't realize god wanted a family to be one family and we're all supposed to be different reflections of him mm. we're not supposed mm. to be the same no. our dna is different on purpose yeah <laughs> and so it's beautiful in an orchestra the instruments are different the, the the parts are played different so when they do it at the same time they they there's a beauty that we can't see otherwise of because of the differences and and so today i was on a i heard um there was this call there's this uh, online thing that happened today and uh, i got to see alveda king she related to martin the king you know her yeah martin no king.
0: not personally but, but. <laughs> he,
1: there was a guy this this guy who was like a papa in the spirit to me and he was he was talking he was actually praying and he prayed for unity in the ra- in the racial divider races, and she stopped. She interrupted his prayer, and she said, "No, there are no races. That is that is not true.
0: That's right. There is yeah.
1: one race. We are the human race." Right. I was like, Ooh. She's like, "We are the human race. There are nations, and there are different tongues. There are different languages, different nations." She's like, but there's one human race and we are all made in God's image and we all came out of the same, you know, breath that he breathed into Adam, you know, like we all came out. I was like,
0: yeah, that's so true. Oh.
1: And I was like, can you be my mom? <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so I thought that was beautiful because, because that's what I understood when I had that encounter with God is that each one of us comes from him, like his, you his idea. Right. And that each one of us says yeah. something about who he is. And it just makes me so excited to get to see what he does with us. You know, what is he doing through you? He's doing this. Yeah. Awesome.
0: You know, amazing stuff. <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, speaking of things that God is doing, um, I wanted to talk with you. Um, so you have a, a, a new single called State of Me and you worked on it with Skillet. Tell me a little bit about it what i mean what what was the writing process like for this and your state of mind uh, when you were working on it creating it
1: (laughs) well actually i think i was i was staying a couple days with corey and john at their house and we we had been working on some music before and this one morning corey woke up and she she was really early and she was like i woke up and this song was in my head." look at the state of me. You can't deny. Look at the state of me. Yeah. Like that was her, that was in her head. And so, okay. um, so I was like, okay, well let's just sit with that and just see where it goes. And so in my heart, I'm, I always have to find what is this message for me? What is this message that I can sing from my own heart? And, it, and, it, and I realized what it is, is just this This call to get out of that state of destructive, destructive thoughts, destructive choices, like look at your life and and also I was going through some things in my family um, that were hard. Um, There were some people in my family that were struggling um, with addiction and stuff like that. And, and I was believing for them to be free and they were like a lost cause almost. Like it was like, they did not believe in themselves. They did not believe they were going to get free. They did not believe they were going to get out. They, they thought they were going to die very soon. They were had a death wish this person. Um, and I was like, no, I believe, I believe I'm going to believe for you. And um, yeah. You okay?
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. You okay? You need Um, prayer? Yes, ma'am. I'm okay. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. To look at somebody who doesn't believe in themselves and believe in them. Is a really uh, purposeful, intentional way to love somebody. Um, To get God's faith, you know, for them. Because I think God looks at each one of us and believes in us. And he gives us fit. He gives us choices. And even if we choose, no matter what we choose, he still believes in us. And I remember realizing that when I lost somebody this year, I remember after they, I lost them. I lost this person to the bad choices that they made. And I remember thinking, I believed in them so much. And the Lord said, you believed like I believed and you loved like I loved. And I realized he loves us forever, no matter the choices we make. And I realized that he doesn't force his love on us. He'll invite us in, but we have to make our own choices. And so it taught me to love fearlessly and to love my kids. And I remember hugging my son after that. And I always tell him, I love you forever. But I didn't feel it until that moment. Because I was like, no matter if you make some bad choices, I know it's I'm going to love you forever. And, and I start, I was able to feel love because people are worth loving no matter the choices they make.
0: I think it's, you know, um, when we say our prayer is like on earth as it is in heaven. And, and when we talk about just, um, you know, how God created all of us because he wanted, you know, this family and unity, it's like, I think you, you get that more as a parent, like you start to understand it more like how God sees us as his children. And um. That's just powerful. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody can really fathom the, the power of his love, but I think for a second there he, you know, you felt it, which was really cool, you know.
1: Yeah. And um, there's one, there's a song that I wrote with Reflect Lebe- Yeah. Back and it it's about that. It's called Heaven's Family. Uh, reflect the back the side project that we did for just people who want to talk about faith or learn about faith and it says all along you wanted a family fight each other and just love one another you wanted a family you love so deep so hard you long for the whole heart and then I was talking about Adam, how he kept turning his head to his work instead. You gave him a wife so he could understand how you love so deep, so hard. And then when, when he turned his head to his wife, it says, it talks about how he gave him a child so he could understand that he wants what's best for us. You want what's best for us. You're merciful and just. So you showed him your heart again, giving him children so that he could understand You want what's best for us, you know? Yeah. It's like this this that's why he gives us family so we can learn to love and learn to be loved and learn what he's like, he feels like loving us, just like you said, It's true. Wow. Wow. It's really supposed to be a gift.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: I don't always (laughs) see it though.
0: (laughs) I wanted to moments like this are what make you so unique um, mm. but not everybody knows this about you how your music is for a lot of people your calling card your your connection to them um, your connection to people like you and me when, when on the topic of legacy and just and you know your music and your your books the the words that you've written what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get when they when they read your books or listen to your music or hear testimonies like this
1: i want them to hear whatever god wants to speak to them and that's what i pray for i pray that god would say what only he can say because he's the only one that really knows where we're at and what we need And there's no blanket answer for anybody's issue. I mean, we can say a million smart things, but the Holy Spirit is the one who knows our heart. And uh, so I just pray that when people walk away, they would know that God is not, he's not impersonal. He's personal to you. He's right there with you and he's been there. And he's gonna be there. And it's that sense of him not being there that causes everything, every one of our issues. Like we wouldn't act if God was sitting in the room, would you say that? <laughs> would you do that? Would you would you be that way? You know what I mean? Or Would you feel scared, or he's like for you? You know, like, what, what, what is the roots of all these things? It has to do with, like, even when we're being hurt and abused, to know that God's there and He sees it all, and He is good and just, and He does not let anything go past Him. Mm -hmm. You know, like we don't have to defend ourselves even. No, we, we know he's going to defend us
0: no.
1: and 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 that's not always the right the way we feel you know so i would hope that when people listen that god starts to speak the way only he can and um they know that it was he, they encountered him you know not me because i'm just telling all the crap that i went through that, that i did to myself <laughs> the horrible things that i I was you know, to tell about the way that I was messed up. um, It's not something to celebrate, but people feel understood and they feel um, like maybe there's hope for what they're going through to come out of it, you know? And so, so hopefully they walk away knowing that God gave them a message through whatever they hear from me. And that they keep on hearing that afterwards and they start to see where it was already spoken to them before. And I always pray for that because on that day I had that encounter, I had so many encounters before that, that, that all culminated into this one moment of knowing that God was real. And so I guess that's what I would want because it might be my last day and it might be your last day. And so what do I do with it? I mean, really, I'm going to face him if it's my last day or you will. So what did I do with our our moment? You know, I don't know. I'm not trying to make it up. I'm not trying to figure it out. I don't know. I just pray that it would be whatever, you know, from something from him, because that's where we're all headed.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You're so right. Um, I think, you know, we as people, even Christians, you know, sometimes we, we forget that this life is, is so temporary. And it's like, Hey, was it, is it worth getting mad about that? You know, or is it worth stressing out about that? You know, spend time with your wife, uh, you know, enjoy hanging out with friends from church, you know, don't, you know, I think we lose track of that, you know, and it's, it's uh, to to think about it is, it's it's really sobering and it really, you know, we got to live every day like it's our last day because one day it will be, you know,
1: and then you'll be ready.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about rock music is they really face death head on.
0: <laughs> they do. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. I wanted to um, ask you: Are do you have plans to to release a full length uh, soon? I know last year yeah. was kind of crazy, and this year's just starting. Um, have you started
1: working yeah. on it? We are trying to. Um, to do a album in the summer. What? Maybe. Wow, okay, okay. You never know with life, but I think that's what the plan is. And I'm pretty sure we're, we're starting working on it now. So, Very I mean, cool. we have the songs, we just need to let them metamorphosize into whatever they're gonna be. Okay. Which wow. means get into a room with our drummer who lives in Virginia. No, he lives in Nashville now. Sorry.
0: Wow. Okay. How do you how do you do that? I said that wrong in my last interview. interview.
1: It... He was an Nashville, and um, and uh, to... yes, um, he would have to come up here and spend at least a week where we just play. And... He used to live here. Sorry.
0: That's
1: okay. <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm tired. I I my two year old doesn't sleep always in the middle of the night. So I <laughs>
0: understand. I
1: understand. But rock and roll life, you know. <laughs> party all night um <laughs> so so he comes up here and he used to live here but we have such a good relationship with him you know so we let we always ask him to come first if he can't because he has a family two kids and a life down there um mm-hmm. then we'll have somebody we ask down up here to uh, um some people but we like to try to write with tom when we can
0: very cool okay awesome Lacey, thank you so much um, for just taking the time to do this interview, and um, I'm all out of questions. But I just wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to the audience out there.
1: <laughs> Look, I just want to thank you for the interview. This um, has been so awesome. I can't welcome. wait to tell my husband. I don't know if he'll remember, but I want yeah. to talk to him about it too. Just getting to talk to you again after that, you telling yeah. me that I was a lot skinnier
0: appreciate- and didn't have a beard, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's yes.
1: awesome. Yes, ma'am. Yay. And so I would just want to say thank you. And also, you know, I guess for people listening, you know, we talked about a ton of things um that, you know, I guess if they want to know about what we're doing, I guess you can go to the website, you know, lacystorm.com. I'm not sure. Actually, I don't keep up with it. My husband does. It, so I don't know what's on there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, can uh, they buy can they buy your book off the off your website can they can they purchase your your book
1: your new book i i think there are there is a link to do that to, to buy one of the books uh, the music i'm oh, so sorry it's okay. <laughs> pray for me to get some sleep tonight no, um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yes the books the music and um probably i think my husband put it, made it designed a t-shirt too. maybe oh i don't know very
0: cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well.
0: Well, thank you again, Lacey. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was great talking to you. Did a great job with the interview.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little rusty. I, I haven't really um, done an interview in a little while. Um, just life happened, I got married and awesome. Um, and That's good. Moved into a townhouse. And so it's been kind of crazy, but but it's good to be back and interview people. <laughs> <Yay>.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got to we got to do it. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. You're welcome. You have a good night.
1: You too. Good night. Bye. Bye.